Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone, and welcome to Shouting Into the Void, our nerdy little podcast where we answer the hypothetical questions you never even knew you had. My name is Mike. And I'm Cody. And this week's question is, how do we fix zombies? All right, so Cody, you came to me with this one saying that you were all zombied out. You have zombie fatigue and you're tired of every media and every franchise these days just throwing zombies in when it doesn't really necessarily seem like they fit. Sure, zombie fatigue is real. Don't uh, don't believe any of the, uh, any of the fake news out there. Right. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I just think, um, you know, our our pop culture for for good reason has really uh done the zombie trope kind of to death um kind of oh my god zombies to death really pretty good or undeath um but you know they've been in movies tv shows uh big name tv shows uh video games all kinds of stuff um kind of as i've been growing up and uh just uh, they're a trope that I very much enjoy, but, oh, yeah. uh, and want to like, but I'm just a little burnt out on, I think. And they need like a, a boost. They need a reskin. They, they need to be looked at from a more, and I'm pushing up my glasses as I say, <laughs> critical lens. Um, and I mean, yeah, well, I was just going to say to that point, zombie, zombie movies and zombie media has, evolved like over time for sure and that's actually something i mean we should start some of this out you know we've already kind of said it both of us love the zombie exactly trope trope the uh, movie culture whatever the, the um, aspect like zombie i mean zombies yeah i'm there like it's not like oh great zombies it's yeah i mean zombies as a premise it's it's cool right like right. they're i mean you are a massive resident evil fan as we've already established on the podcast like we've both watched you know game of thrones that had whites and white walkers in it you know the walking dead is ridiculously popular things Mm -hmm. like that um you know i'll mention you know a couple of my personal favorites yeah Uh, the novel world war z is max brooks yeah yep and uh also like Shaun of the dead was really really well done absolutely adore Shaun of the dead Yep. Uh, Resident Evil 4, personally, one of my favorite games of all time, is a zombie game. Yeah. Survival horror. Zombies. Gotta love it. A lot of, uh, a lot of Resident Evil fans will tell you that's one of the best ever made, so. Mm-hmm. You, you say, saying, you know, I noticed you didn't yourself say. I, I will not claim that. I think the oh. aiming system in it is pretty, uh, pretty broken, but... What broken? What I do you didn't mean? play it until later in my life. See, it's another one of these things where I've had to go back and play it when I was like mm. twenty five for the first time, and it doesn't hold up because you just I mean, go these controls suck. <laughs> like, but that's part of the difficulty of the game, though, is getting used to it, and it's also pretty realistic because, like, I don't know about you, but Call of Duty or Battlefield style shooters, show me a fucking superhuman that can sprint full speed sure. and accurately hit targets like sure. no if if you're in a zombie flick you are planting your feet and you are aiming carefully which is what the resident evil system is but that's i played right. it on the wii i can i can see that oh you played it on the wii yeah that has like the nunchuck and the motion control thing when you're aiming on so the you're like wii actually version. pointing at the tv yeah you were aiming it was a lot of fun i actually feel like that makes it easier it, it was way easier I try to play it now on my PC or my Xbox or my Switch, and I'm like, fuck, this is hard. It's hard because you have to, like, choose to lock the screen, and then your cursor comes up, and then you have to move your cursor, and then you shoot. It's like, oh my god, this is... Right. But I'll segue that into the point of zombies work best when they are a, a pressure on the story or on the player. So like in Resident Evil the aiming system is difficult 
it takes time and focus, which is difficult to come by when you have zombies rushing at you. That's mm-hmm. where the adrenaline comes from. That's where the excitement and the pressure, like, oh shoot, I have to draw my gun, aim it correctly, and there's literally zombies like sprinting at you. Yeah. Like zombies work best when they add, in my opinion, external pressure to an already tense situation. Yeah, that I think that is the nail on the head, Mike, right there. It's just yep. that it's already a stressful scenario whatever yep. is happening and they are the the metronome that's driving everything for like they are the looming presence they set the tempo yeah absolutely yep. like well and, and whether that's for a narrative perspective or an encounter perspective if we're talking D D or role-playing games or or you know even a movie like a storytelling perspective there's a mundane task that the characters must accomplish mm-hmm. and it would be either not difficult or moderately difficult. Like, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic world. We need to go find more gas for the truck. Right. Get, you know, gas is hard to come by. You got to go find a gas can. So it's going to take you a while to search. How do you make that more exciting and add some time pressure? Zombies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it drives everything forward. It's a literal plot device. And it it has worked so well for so long. Yeah. Uh, one thing I really wanted to ask you as part of this, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite depictions of zombies? So not necessarily even your favorite like zombie movie or stuff like or that. Franchises. What is your favorite version of zombie? Your favorite flavor? My favorite flavor are, oh, this is a tricky question because you have your, your standard, you know, your, your walkers, right? Like your brains type zombies, you know, rotting, decaying. You have your like pseudo smart ones that you get in like resident evil or like the flood from halo Mm -hmm. that can kind of move a little bit and think. And then you have like, technically I am legend. They're vampires. Yeah. Uh, But in the novel, it's never explicitly described as what they are. So they're, I, I I consider I Am Legend a zombie movie. They're zombie like. It's definitely yeah. a zombie movie. I think it's not a vampire movie. I, I I consider it a zombie story more than I'd consider it a vampire story. Absolutely. It just yeah. there's zombies that drink blood. It's the same thing. Right. Right. But the phenomena is that it is, it it is a zombie story effectively because he can only go out during the day. He yeah. can't go out at night, and he is under siege, and. What are zombies great at? Adding pressure and, well, and putting someone also on siege. like massively outnumbered, which is another yep. zombie trope. Like, there's a ton of them. I think I think that has to be sort of my favorite flavor is kind of the the vanilla dime a dozen Walker, because in my head, it, it fits more with the zombies as a force of nature rather than zombies as an actual enemy approach. Sure, like. The difficulty in the story, whatever it is, shouldn't be, oh, they're zombies and we got to stop them. It should be, oh, we have to get from point A to point B, or we have to get enough supplies to survive, right? And the zombies add pressure, you know, whether it's other groups of survivors or trying to keep the zombies contained in a certain area, whatever, zombies should add pressure. And in order to do that, you don't need fancy climbing on walls, jumping like mutant acid spitting zombies yeah your regular old walkers should do the trick but i'm willing to hear you out if you're going to tell me i'm wrong and here's why no i just i just wanted to talk about things we liked i don't know uh (laughs) so i because i I remember a specific like one of my favorite zombie movies ever made um Mm -hmm. is 28 days later I almost said that as the type of fast zombies because in well, 28 days later, they're that, like berserk. Well, and that's exactly what I specifically remember. I mean, I I was growing up uh, kind of starting to enjoy these movies as a teenager, stuff like that. When I was a young warthog. And uh, I just, they, that when that movie came out, I remember watching it and be like, just, just being like, of course these ones are, f-. like, of course zombies can be fast. Right. Of course, that's a thing. And why is this so much more terrifying? You know, like, I just remember I was like, this is a whole different thing. This is another level of zombie. Yeah, they have they have evolved. Yeah. And I always I think consistently now, like 
to this day, fast zombies are like probably some of my favorite zombies. It's just. Oh, fast, fast zombies can be terrifying. Yeah. Like, I mean, think like, uh, what's the episode in game of Thrones where it's, uh, are they at Win- hard home? Hard home. It's I hard think home. you're thinking of. Yep. When the like whites are just like overpowering everything, and that yep. the that is scary too because it's like it's very yep. quick. Everything is happening. You are overwhelmed. Yeah, and fast zombies swarm faster. They move faster. Mm-hmm. They are they're berserk. They're yeah. harder. They're harder to stop. They're harder to account for because they they can move a lot quicker. I right. mean, it sounds dumb and it's obvious. Fast zombies are fast, but when you think about it they're zombies yeah. <laughs> like well they were no, humans I'm, at some point right presumably right. they were they were humans at some point yeah but i i think i think part of the reason that we have a bit of a zombie fatigue is that modern media in the recent past has taken to focusing on zombies for zombies sake yeah i you know i totally agree and i i think i think part of it for me is the walking dead i think kind of did it to me just in general how much of the walking dead did you watch uh i drop off so i've i've tried to go through it a couple more times now uh but every time it seems like season five is just like a no-go okay Uh, so what what did they introduce in that season was that the the one with like did they make it to a sanctuary no they're they're trying to get to i think it's alexandria which Ah, is okay you know, going to be some safe haven and then a oh, big shock, probably not at the end. Right. But, <laughs> um, I think they're like, and they're pretty splintered off at that point too. Right. And right. it's just, I don't know. I, I really struggle at that point too. I'm just like trying to figure out how much I really care anymore, you know, sure. to watch these pretty long episodes and I just drop it off. I love that people love it, but it, kind of fatigued me and and i think i think the zombies in that show specifically kind of just make me lose it a little bit okay i see this this is where we can elaborate a little bit yeah i think it feels um inconsistent at times i'm so hesitant to talk right now because this has a large fandom but people are rabid fans about walking dead well i'll get out in front of you and say I don't like The Walking Dead. I, season one was great. I watched most of season two, and then it just kind of fell off for me. Like I just, it, I wasn't really interested because it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. Yeah, it, it's a pretty slow burn. Um, that and that doesn't help. Uh, it it obviously has large crescendos. Like when it mm. when it peaks, it's good. It peaks. It yeah. hits. Yeah. But I I think a lot of times they get a little lost in the buildup of stuff there. But I mean, I get it. The show is you know not about zombies right the show is about the people and what they're going through and the zombies are are the set piece really right but from my understanding the longer the seasons go on the less and less zombies actually feel like a threat in the show that's a hundred percent true and exactly where where i was kind of going with that on the inconsistency thing right is you know in the first season first especially in the second season in the second season when the zombies show up, like the only time, I mean, it's not the only time, but for basically the only time the zombies show up, it is like the finale when shit gets really real. Like right. in the second season, you see almost no zombies. Sure. Like you see a few, right? Right. But but when you do see them, it's impactful. It's big. Like Right. And, and that's zombies used better. Whereas... In season four or five, when the zombies show up, you're not that worried about the main character, especially not about someone like a Daryl, which is Boondock Saints man, yeah. cross, crossbow he, man. He's a he's a Death Stranding. Yeah, he, uh, he 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 take package. He go across the land. What do I zombie. need rope for? <laughs> Stupid fucking rope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like especially when when fucking Daryl is in a scene in season five, it's just. It's so much of just there are no stakes here. Like Daryl is going to kill everything, right? It's going to be fine. That that's but that's not what you want in a zombie flick or a zombie story, though, because the stakes need to be there, right? And and I'm going to provide an example for you here of a a story or a, a 
something that does zombies really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's a board game called Dead of Winter. I love Dead of Winter. Fuck yeah, Dead of Winter. Hell yeah. Like, at any point in that game, are the zombies not a threat? They're always a threat. They are always a threat. And, and the goal isn't kill all the zombies. Mm-hmm. The goal is fulfill whatever mission you guys drew as a team at the beginning of the game. Yep. Survive and, for a month or whatever. Yeah, survive how many rounds or yep. gather X food or make sure you have X tools yep. or get X gas cans to fill the truck or whatever. And it's always, okay, we have this task to complete. But the zombies are always there. That's 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 the thing is like they're never more, not a problem. Right. They're they're always a problem. Right. More pieces of media, more franchises, games, movies, books, whatever, need to get back to the basics on zombies. They never tire. They never stop moving. They do not care about injury to themselves. They don't care how many of them die. They don't have They don't any... care if you're sleeping. Right. They know when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake. <laughs> they know if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness. Oh, shit. Not zombies. Um, <laughs> Santa they, zombies. Yeah, they're coming to town. Um, <laughs> Did we fix it? No. <laughs> Make it a Christmas movie. How do we oh, fix God. zombies? Put them in a Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> open open a, uh, a present and just a zombie pops out. Just imagine go. Polar Express with zombies. Isn't that just Snowpiercer? I mean... I don't know. Is that a massively successful movie? Yeah, I would also agree with that. <laughs> I know nothing about the show or the movie Snowpiercer besides it's on a train and it's like an allegory for the fall of commu- or fall of capitalism. It's like when they did... Uh, oh my god, Polar Express with zombies is so good. It reminds me of Pride and Prejudice and zombies. As, lo- as long as we get to see that annoying-ass kid on the Polar Express <laughs> just get <laughs> murked by a zombie... Just like pulled apart, everybody grabs Hell a yeah. limb. Uh, uh, which is funny because like I was that kid growing up, that like fucking annoying know-it-all kid with glasses. So I'm just like, yep, I know. I I atone for my sins. No one hits Zombies, a little bit. Take me. <laughs> I deserve this. But oh no, they God. they need they need to get back to basics on zombies, which is play to their strengths. What do zombies do really well? They're persistence hunters. Yeah. If they know where you are, they will track you down. Well, and they will find. It. So, I think that's definitely in in the right vein of where I'm think where I'm thinking for my ultimate fix. Um, How to fix zombies? Sure. Yeah, but I guess another problem that I that I have that's kind of causing this fatigue, I guess, is mm-hmm. they're very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, they're depicted as being very vulnerable. Yeah, and I think you, well, you kind of have to right as a horde style monster. That benefits sure. heavily from being uh, in a pack or in a group. Um, right. The more of them there are, the bigger a problem they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. And so... It's I, the inverse kaiju effect. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> You're going wide in uh, magic right. terms. Yep, yep. Magic or RTS terms. You know. <laughs> one one kaiju, well, that's the biggest, baddest kaiju. That's a problem. Right. But if you got 20 of them in a city, they're going to take each other out. Right. One zombie, not a problem. 20 zombies, problem. That's a problem. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I, I think it kind of comes from that mentality that where if you're if they benefit so much from being in a group, then they have to be a little bit pokey. But sure. I'm so sick. I mean, we kind of talk about it, talked about it with The Walking Dead. But like, I'm so sick of it being like, oh, you just have to hit him in the head, and then all of a sudden, what's his name, Daryl, can run around with just like a crossbow bolt and stab him in the head because that's mm-hmm. all it takes. Like, you know, what fixes that a little bit is your 28 days later fast zombies or or even the World War Z movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did not see the movie. So I've they've heard got very mixed reviews. I actually really I think it's a very underrated movie. Um, okay. I really enjoy it. It you have to kind of accept the world, which is a little, you know, mm-hmm. can sometimes cause problems, but sure. Very enjoyable. And I think a very good depiction of zombies. Okay. I very much enjoy how the world establishes. There's this thing that happens in the movie. Uh, I started the book. I haven't finished it, so I don't know if it happens in the book. The book is a collection of short stories from different viewpoints across the globe. Sure. So, so one thing that happens in the movie is he notices this guy. The main character notices 
that it takes a certain amount of time for you to turn. So he mm. he has watched someone get bit, and then he clocked them. Period. And I think they he counts to like ten. I think it's ten seconds, mm-hmm. and then they're converted. Wow, that's fast. And so after you know he would he would have a close run in or something, or he would run in save this. There's a scene I think in an apartment where he runs in saves these people, and then kind of at the his potential detriment kind of puts him as himself in harm's way, way. lets them get call. out and then they get to the roof or whatever whatever wherever they're trying to get to and he's yells like stay back and he is like one foot on the edge of the roof of this building and he's counting to 10 like he's ready to throw himself if he oh. if he turns so that he oh. doesn't hurt them okay see that is zombies done right oh i love it it's so good that is because what was the problem? Problem was you had to rescue the people from the city. Mm-hmm. Zombies exacerbated that problem. And you're playing into the trope because you're like, all right, I might be, I might've got bit. I need to wait. You know, I, I really like that. They add to the plot. They enhance the plot in that scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but that's, it sounds like a common sense thing to do. Like, I think that's the other, the other problem. And I guess kind of sums it up a little bit too, is all common sense seems to go out the window when it comes to zombies, all realism or believability. Okay. Are zombies real? No. Oh, it's not realistic anyway. No, but how you handle it is realistic. And one guy running around with a crossbow bolt poking each zombie in the eye. Yeah. Does, does not a realistic survival film make. I'm smiling ear to ear. Cause this is like one of my most favorite arguments against people who are huge fans of the walking dead is just Mm -hmm. that i always say that they're fans of the show because they just want to say how they're doing it wrong you know how wrong the depictions were or whatever Uh. (laughs) like they just love to troll this show basically and that's why they watch it every week fair i hear you but and i hate to throw it up there as like an example of zombies done wrong because it started off so well like the first five episodes, the the pilot season, season one was great. Like locking yourself in a tank in the middle of what Atlanta yeah. to survive, awesome. Well, like, and hey, man, it's still going. Like it's a great show. It yeah. Every argument is that that show is an example of zombies done right. Frankly. All right, we are back, folks. We had some. Uh, we had some animal noises in the background. Cody runs a zoo in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but no, to your, to your point, Cody, The Walking Dead is successful in the sense that it has a million billion seasons, a million billion followers and fans, and it's made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've heard is that fans of the original comics, the graphic novels, are like, this isn't where the story goes at all. Right. Like, yeah, so they, they varied very, like... Wildly. It, wildly from the comics, from the source yeah. material. It's just... Yeah. It's a very different story, but I think we're going to end up saying the same thing for like a Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. No, guaranteed. Well, I think the broad strokes of Game of Thrones are true, but I think season seven and eight were so botched and rushed. Yeah, I think it's just I think your books, I think most of your main points, you know, who the king ends up being. Right. Uh, how the nation is divided what ha- up at what the happens end. with John and Daenerys and all that. Like yeah, the broad strokes are there. Yeah. But the supporting stuff wasn't. Um, that being said, this isn't how do we fix Game of Thrones? This is how do we fix zombies? How do we fix zombies? So right. I think as as far as uh, kind of what I was saying with vulnerability, there is a. Uh, there is one depiction that I really enjoyed that came out recently. And okay. it is all of the uh, zombies that are used in the War of the Spark uh, from Ooh. Magic the Gathering. Okay, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, so the whole idea was that Nicole Bolas, which is the real bad guy, of overarching bad guy of the Magic universe, and... Uh, big evil, big evil talking dragon. He's been bouncing around the multiverse, kind of putting these puzzle pieces together that all lead up to War of the Spark. And to mm-hmm. make this a really long story short, which, by the way, everybody should read it. It's really good. But <laughs> uh, he has this big kind of zombie-style uh, ancient Egyptian mummy-esque 
yep. army. Big, big mummy army. He wants to bring it to where he needs them. And it, in yep. order to do that, he's got this bridge. Uh, it's it's a obviously Planer. a fictional bri- bridge, but it's the inter- think, interplanar think the bridge. bridge. From, yeah, think the bridge from Avengers that Heimdall can send you across. Yeah, for sure. So it can it can shoot things across the multiverse, and he's going to bring this whole army across the multiverse of zombies. Yep. And the problem is, when you do that, if you're just a person, it'll like burn you alive. Yeah, yeah. And people so, are not meant to be zapped from plane to plane. Right. Like so they, multiverse to multiverse. They gather for this whole army all this Lazotep plating is what it's called. Lazotep mm. armor. And right. that armor protects them both from like battle, obviously, yep. it's very strong. Uh but it also protects them f- from using the interplanar bridge. Gotcha. Okay. And they're very strong as a result because it's an armored zombie horde, and it's great. Okay, so it kind of turns the trope of the the breakable, easily killed zombie on its head and makes zombies scary, like makes them hard to kill. Well, this is one thing, another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's the same depiction of zombies uh, in in Magic the Gathering that I'm talking about specifically. Yep. one thing that I really enjoy about those zombies as well is that they function to serve Liliana. Right. They and have someone in charge. Someone is in charge. I think the biggest thing that really messes me up, especially with slow zombies a la Walking Dead, uh, what one thing that really makes me angry is that they're like kind of dumb sometimes. Yep. It's like, man. So... I I have I have a couple of points to support that yeah. that I think you're going to think are really cool. Uh first one is in support of the whole tough to kill armored zombie theory. Uh season 2 of The Mandalorian. The dark troopers in the last couple episodes. Yeah. Are they not just armored zombies? Yeah, that's exactly what they are. In in the way they're portrayed, you know, they're single single minded focused on one task literally like pounding their fists into a door to get it to open right like can't they just be like r2d2 and, and jack into it and open it up no they're not they're too dumb they're basically they're dumb. singularly uh focused yep yeah second to your point about zombies being dumb there was a mod in like the late 2010s or like early or you know probably from like 20, 2009 to like 2012, somewhere in there. Sure. There was a mod for Half-Life 2 called Zombie Master. And it was a online like multiplayer shooter. Mm-hmm. And all the players, it was like a zombie survival. It was basically Dead of Winter, but a first-person shooter. So sure. you had different maps and you had different objectives. Like go across town to the gas station, get the gas can, and bring it all the way back to the farm, to the truck, so you can all get in the truck and escape. Right. Everybody was playing as a survivor, except one player, and that player was the zombie master, and they had a top-down RTS, like, StarCraft view of the map, Yeah, and they could spawn zombie hordes and control them, like, click and drag to draw a box and select them and tell them to go places. I love that. Right. So you've got one player. I mean, it was basically Left for Dead, but someone was in charge of the zombies. That's awesome. By the way, Left for Dead, big fan. Left 4 Dead is great. Like, oh, so good. Zombies done really, really well. Yeah. But so, and then you could, you could make, you know, tankier zombies or just like swarms of regular walkers, or you could make, you know, a few fast zombies and you could select them and you could literally tell him like, hide behind that house. And then when the players were walking up the road, like looking around, you could have them like leap out of dumpsters and shit and like attack. Yeah, for sure. And with nobody in charge, a zombie is just a zombie, which is, you know, it's fine, but it gets a little old. It, it does get a little old. It's it's tough to see these things because there, I don't know, there's some part of me in a zombie movie that's also like cheering for Root. the zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Part of you is cheering for the zombies. Right. I think that's part of the whole deal. Like, yeah. you do kind of want to see some people, you know, not make it, right? <laughs> where, where are the stakes if Daryl just kills everyone? Right, exactly. Or uh, every zombie, rather. Stakes. Stakes have to be high. Another fun depiction of the sort of zombie scenario or survival scenario. What's that? 
and they're not zombies, but the way the game treats them is that they're zombies. In Star Wars Battlefront 2, there is a game mode called Ewok Hunt. Okay. And you are, you know, everyone except like a few players, so it's it's like it's like freeze tag or hide and go seek tag where once you're out, you go to the other side. Yeah. Um everyone is stormtroopers strapped or strapped and stranded you know they're, they're strapped they got their guns mm-hmm. uh stranded on the forest <laughs> moon of endor and uh and you're waiting for a shuttle to come get you but it's at night and you just have a gun and a flashlight mm-hmm. and the ewoks are out there and they are hunting you down really uh-huh yep and so that is a zombie survival mode because you have to band together because your light only like illuminates like a 30 degree Sure. like cone in front of you so yeah. you can't see shit and the ewoks have perfect night vision okay. so they can see everything and so they're sneaking around and sneaking up on you and that's an aspect of zombies that people need to lean into more when they make these shows in these games is if they want to they can sneak up like if they have some kind of influence or control or any mentality left right a sneaky zombie is a scary zombie or even even patience sometimes yeah right? like the ability to s- just stand quietly like mm-hmm. that could save or that could feed so many more zombies <laughs> that could save so many zombie lives <laughs> we need to feed the zombies feed the zombies um to that point is alien not the best zombie movie you know i was thinking about that I, I so I almost compiled a list to define what we figured a zombie was because mm-hmm. I was literally thinking about this just like right before we were we were recording uh, mm-hmm. about movies that fit the trope that aren't zombies that aren't zombie movies and Alien is a pretty not a horrible example you've got yep. a pretty classic like turning system mm-hmm. you got a horde mentality. Uh, but you also have that that stalking, that hunting, that that smartness that you don't get from most modern depictions of zombies. Sure. Yeah, more calculated. You know, right. You know, they've got a mission. It's not just mindlessly throw ourselves into the meat grinder. It's we're going to hunt the humans efficiently and effectively, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, like. They're, I'm trying to think of how else we can fix a zombie. Well, we, we've we already said zombies need to be... They can be depicted as faster. They can be depicted as harder to kill, whether that's through armor or better tactics or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be depicted as like smarter, so whether that's someone leading them or they retain some of their intelligence and they're just motivated to... I do really like like a zombie army kind of feel Mm -hmm. but that said to that point not a huge fan of like white walkers as the leaders i think it because they're not like that's a speaking role maybe Mm -hmm. well i'll say this resident evil 4 did the whole zombies with leaders or zombies with masterminds trope really well yeah because they, you know, the, the villagers in this remote, you know, Spanish village were infected, but they were all devoted to their overlords and their leaders and the folks that were running the experiments. Right. And they maintain they maintained enough of their personality and their self to like even speak rudimentary words, but they were zombies. Right. Like some of them even use like shields and weapons. Some of them later on use like guns and stuff like that. And they do like pseudo speak, right? Mm-hmm. For the most yeah. Part. Well, they're 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 speaking they're speaking Spanish in the mm-hmm. game, but it's it's rudimentary phrases like "He's over there" yeah. or "Get them," you know, uh, or you know, "For the master" or whatever. Right. Like, and I think that almost helps solve the problem of zombies getting boring by making it making the mental decay slower once you're infected and once you're bitten yeah i like that a lot and i think uh i i think it would be interesting to be able to distinguish a zombie too based on their intelligence right Mm, like mm -hmm. i think it would be really interesting to have 
you know, these are fresh zombies and therefore more dangerous versus that's an old zombie and that maybe that's why it's dumb. The the more recently you've been bitten, the more of your your faculties and your intelligence you retain. Mm-hmm. And so you still have that that drive, that biological urge to bite and consume, you know, other humans. Right. But you're smarter, you're more useful, you have a leg up on some of the competition. But then as you get more and more decayed as your your mind goes a little bit, mm-hmm. your zombie cares less and less about injuries. Your zombie cares less and more less reckless. about right, more reckless, more twenty-eight days later. Yeah. I like that. Yep. More yeah, less civilized. Yep, more feral. Ooh, I like that. Yep. So it also start... it also incentivizes our new zombies here also incentivizes you to make more zombies, right? Right. Yep. Like that is because then you have you know, I could even see some of them like communicating if they're recently, you know, recent zombies or sure. whatever. But you know, I see this as I mean the all right, here's a question we got to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, going off of what I'm saying, I see this as I see this as like a biological agent, like a virus or a plague. What what is your preferred method of transport? Angle? Yeah, preferred preferred <clears throat> preferred zombie source. Are you are you just a cackling necromancer brewing a potion magically raising zombies, or are you a a lab scientist saying, "Oh, we've broke containment. The, the virus is loose." Man, that's a really, really good question. I think it's been done really well in both ways. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like a fast uh, transition, like like in World War Z, where it's Ten literally seconds. seconds or whatever, and then oh, that person okay. is a functioning zombie. zombie. Um, right. I think. I think in things like not to hammer this again, but I think like Walking Dead or other other zombie shows, they're typically more slow zombie things, um, where it does slower, take a while transformation. Yeah, for you to transform, like it takes days in The Walking Dead. I'm pretty sure from when yeah. you were bitten, like, mm-hmm. and that just, I mean, I get that it serves the drama of the interpersonal relationship really well because it gives them time to like know they were bitten and how do I feel about it and you know, I yeah all this drama that can stem from that. But I really like a fast switch because then when you get in cities and things like that, as far as medias go, when they're get into large populations of areas, they be, those become even more dangerous because more and more people are just like constantly becoming zombies. Like the horde is right. growing. Right. It's a, it's an exponential curve at that point. Right. You know, I, I see exactly what you're saying. And I think, a lot of the the preference depends it does depend on the setting mm-hmm. because i will i will give the walking dead that like taking longer to transform does lend itself to plot does lend itself to oh, slow burn definitely L- lends itself to the hiding a bandage under your shirt and like wiping the fever sweat off your brow every couple of minutes so nobody knows that you're sick you know and and it lends itself to tearful goodbyes and like people voluntarily like walking out into the world you know knowing they're gonna turn like oh i gotta protect my friends like i can't be in the camp when i turn you know for for plot purposes and using zombies to further the story i like that i mean but for raising to expand on that too like it also goes further than that in good zombie movies again like the walking dead uh where sometimes people are getting sick on that show and other people get super sus. They're like, Hey, that dude is sneezing. (laughs) He's definitely got the zombie thing coming. Right. When, when they might not, they might not. Right. It, it, if, if your goal, if your story goal is to focus on the interpersonal relationships and the drama of a group, I think longer term incubation, Longer incubation period is better, but if your struggle is going to be the people against the world, you know, not as much internal drama as it is external drama or, you know, against outsider groups, I think fast, fast zombification, fast turning is a great way to, a great way to do it because then the stakes are that much higher. Sure. Like you said, like, well, and especially in urban areas where there's more people, that's where most of the resources are going to be concentrated. So. 
like you just you know to your point it makes them that much more dangerous yeah and it if again feeds the story forward too because like yep. you said you're gonna have to go to these you know you got to go get resources or whatever most of them are well, going to be at these population centers hearkening back to the dead of winter yeah no matter what character you are at some point if you leave the sanctuary you have to roll for exposure yep and if you get a bite ain't shit you can do yeah if you get bit you're a zombie. And then everyone at your location that you're sharing has to roll for exposure too. So like there's always risk. It there's all always spirals. risk. Yeah, it all spirals yeah. into itself. But right. I think that's what makes the trope so great, right? Yeah. I mean it's I mean, it's not to draw real world parallels here, but like it's part of the reason wearing masks and social distancing and everything is so important is so that people don't spread it. If they get it, they can't spread it to anybody because we're all doing the right things, you know? Yeah, we're trying not to go uh, exponential. Right, we're trying not to go exponential. We're trying not to uh, try not to turn into a zombie. That's right. <laughs> I would have turned already. The numbers show. The numbers show it. But so the problems we've had with zombies, just kind of like hearkening back and kind of looking to sum it up, is that they're too easy to kill. They don't add, they don't add pressure. Mm -hmm. And they're more often than not these days used as, oh, we're going to tell this story with zombies. Like they're, they're added as like an afterthought or a rider. Right. Rather than being a major central plot point for whatever reason. Yeah. I, so. I really like that. Um, and, and I think that lends itself better to more zombie movies, which I think is something that we've kind of gone away from where zombies right. more recently have been, tv depictions um, tv and games in, uh, really heavily yeah and not so many movies and i think zombies lend themselves a little better to a movie uh you get a little less fatigued um right right when you're not seeing them every week as opposed to you know just a two-hour block yeah and i you know the walking the walking dead to give it a lot of credit here um do, really does do a good job of putting its characters at risk and like having stakes for those characters because they do kill off a lot of characters, but yep. the zombie movie or zombie TV show really struggles when there are no stakes. And it just feels like the zombies aren't killing anyone. You know, it feels like people are invincible kind of thing. It gets sure. really unenjoyable to watch a bunch of half rotten things running around, just getting capped by your main characters. Individual zombies can be cannon fodder. Yeah. But any encounter with zombies should have stakes because if the audience at any point feels like there are no stakes or doesn't feel that the characters are in danger from the zombies, then your whole premise just goes out the window because the zombies don't matter anymore. They could be anything. Yeah. You know, I also like the idea of a did you ever see uh, is it a quiet place? The Ooh. John Krasinski and and Emily Blunt. Yeah. I did not see it, but I heard really good things about it. That is a really unique take on them. I, they, they... I would. So, yeah. So these aren't zombies in particular. I think they're aliens in, in his movie, yeah. but they're more monster, really. Right. It's just kind of a boogeyman type thing, monster. Sure. Uh, but I would I think I would really like to see a zombie movie where zombies are like more rare, but also mm -hmm. much smarter, much like a physical specimen uh, kind of thing. Like a right. like a quiet, calculated monster zombie, I think. Well, because well, in that movie really they well. were smart, but they were just blind. They went on sound, right? Yeah, they were they were smart and hunting, but very much a hunter type of thing. And this is an sure. apex predator against us humans who are loud and fumble with shit. And so basically, just predator, right? I mean, it it kind of is <laughs> that without the technology. Sure, I mean, it it's. <sighs> It speaks to the need for more unique takes on zombies, I think, is what we're getting at. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like, The Last of Us. Like, I don't, I never played either of those, but my understanding is it's a fungus that kind of takes over dead tissue, and it uses sound to echolocate. So they're, like, clicking and shrieking like bats, and if they hear you or, or see you moving, they are going to try and, like, consume you yeah 
I, I, I like the idea. We talked about it a few times too, of like classes of zombies. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that too. That's something that resident evil has done really well throughout its history uh, yep. of, you know, if this is viral or this is natural in some way, the, the zombie process, it only makes sense that there would be very different zombies. Like exactly. Yeah. Like, especially if they work together in some way, like if there's some, I mean, for lack of a better term, a hive mind, you know, yeah. there's, there's different kinds of ants in an ant colony. There would be different kinds of zombies in a zombie colony. Yeah. So like if they would have some kind of symbiosis, you know, they're right. They're working together for a common cause, and that's eating or whatever. Yep. Well, um, that's the other thing that we don't see is a large gathering of zombies. Like, I can imagine, you know, imagine, well, and this is where it, it's leading. These all are leading me to my other point. Mm-hmm. The Halo series does zombies really, really well. Yeah, but again, I think it's, and I when you mentioned the, uh, the, the, uh, the the flood earlier i wanted to say this too but um i think the flood have agency and that's why i like them well they not only do they have agency but they have durability Mm -hmm. they have a you know different classes of zombies they have you know specialized evolution and they are not the central point of the series but they add danger and complexity and nuance to the situations they're in. You know, the the main goal is never in Halo to like stop the flood. Like right. it's always a secondary goal. Like you always got to be watching out for the zombies. Yep. But it's always hey, go into this zombie infested area and retrieve this microchip or retrieve this character that's like stranded there. Yep. And that's why they add they add danger or like to the overall story, you know, later on when the aliens and humans team up and the aliens are like, yo, you got zombies on earth. We literally have to like burn part of the surface of earth to get rid of the zombies or the whole planet is going to be lost. Yep. And humanity's like, nah, look fair. We get it. You know, <laughs> like we hate that we have to do it, but we get it. And, you know, when zombies force characters to make moral choices, or you know practical choices that is another time when i think they're they're shining you know oh, which is where that's what you look for in every right. zombie depiction ever you're there to see how the characters make these impossible choices right like how do you at what point do you do you say look you got bit you have to go or we have to we have to put you down before you turn and risk everybody else yeah that's the classic trope but like you can run into things with like food scarcity or resource scarcity or you know like i'm trying to think what else like would you say the mist is a zombie flick that's really interesting uh i put that one into more of a a, just a general horror genre in my in my opinion Sure. But I can definitely see the argument for that being a zombie movie. <laughs> just just because of the ending being like a, a weird moral weird moral choice. Well, and it does turn into like survival horror a bit too, mm-hmm. which is common very common for those two to run in line, zombie and like survival kind right, of zombie stuff. Zombie and horror. Yeah. yeah. And so I uh I think it's a good mix of that. I don't know. Do you consider them the monsters, the zombies, or the mist, the zombie? I would say arguably, arguably the mist, because what is putting the limiting, you know, what's putting the limitations on the That's characters? What's, putting what's making the pressure on? Right. What's making their life hard? What is causing the survival? You know, the. Well, is that what we're looking for? It's hard to hit. It's well armored because you can't <laughs> hit the mist. Right. Is well, it smart? The mist isn't smart, but it's everywhere no. already. Right, that that's the thing. I guess I almost think we need to divide it into two ways of looking at zombies. Zombies as a plot device within a scene, and zombies as an overall story element, right? Yeah. But see, I think, if you're this talking... is, I think this is a tough line that 
that we struggle with and the reason why there is like a zombie fatigue in my mind is Mm -hmm. that, I mean, we talked about balance earlier and it's really hard to go from one scene where there are zombies around and you have to like have dialogue happen. In the meantime, you're like, hey, what are those fucking zombies doing? You know, right. Uh, versus uh, something that might be more realistic or whatever, you know, realistic in air quotes, where things are not happening, but is that satisfying to watch because there's no dialogue happening and it's a it's a fine line, right? Right. I I think I think zombies need more work as overarching story elements than they do as like within a scene elements necessarily yeah i agree i think i think the zombie fatigue comes from the fact that zombies are just being thrown in as a garnish to so many stories these days and not as like a central element of the plot sure i that's that's especially true in in you know recent media i would say well, I would say Game of Thrones is a big culprit because, you know, the the final battle against the the Whites and the White Walkers like took one episode. Yeah, like, like I think we ooh. recently talked about this, but this was a really interesting take on zombies. Was uh, I know you haven't seen this one, but the Santa Clara Diet or whatever that was. Called? Oh, Sa- Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet. That's what it was. Was was our boy Timmy Oliphant? Yeah, hell yeah, my dog yeah that's my boy we love, we, we love timmy on this show he was hitman yep he might be a good choice for an upcoming episode Ooh, ooh, he might be a good choice for an episode. <laughs> now you got me thinking <laughs> shit ah. that's a little preview for you folks at yep. home that you oh no context spoiler see here i here i am thinking because i watched a couple justified highlights on youtube the other night um here i am thinking that Timmy O would have made a great Rick Grimes. Yeah. Yeah. Would have really done well, I think. I think so. Definitely. But So Santa Clarita diet is basically like they become zombies, but they keep all their faculties. And so they have to like disguise the fact that they're eating human flesh or. Yeah. And, and the eating human flesh also like restores them even. Whoa. Okay. I don't hold on. Don't quote me on that. It might not be restore, but it like slows the decay. It keep it keeps them fresh. Yeah, little, little 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 human little human state keeps you fresh. Yeah, and so like, I I think it's really interesting because that also that show and one thing I really liked about it is it puts zombies on its head a little bit. You know, you have to accept right. some new rules, but it throws the family of this lady who is becomes a zombie into way different moral decisions where it's like would you help your mom eat if it involved like i don't know murder. digging digging up a grave well they don't start right. with murder that's also oh. what's kind of fun is well, like, look where my head went is it's like <laughs> let's try to go to the liposuction clinic or whatever and and get, get some you, of the fat just, or whatever right so they they start out small like try okay all right look kids your mom is a zombie <laughs> But we can get around that. We we can work with this. We're just, you know, it's it's a lifestyle change for us right now, but we need to help your mom find some human flesh to eat. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of where it starts. I, I mean, it's very similar to that. I think they do hide it from the kids for like a couple episodes or something like that. And <laughs> it it you have to the show suffers because you have to accept a lot of just like that. That's the way it is. Well, it, but, it's more of a comedy. Yeah, definitely. Than it is anything. else. Yeah, like right. situational comedy for sure. It's it's the it's the what we do in the shadows, but for zombies. Yeah, whereas that one is is vampires. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's an underrated show. I I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. But sure, um, no, I'm not talking crap about it. Everyone that I know that has seen it has said this show is hilarious. Yeah, it just it it is it does suffer a bit from like okay, this is pretty this is a hard pill to swallow right now. You know, they jump the shark a lot. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, but. It's all at a, all in good fun, right? To watch this husband contemplate murder for his wife, but not murder, you know, out of like your typical gritty noir thriller. Like, oh, I got to kill this guy to get money from it's not you know, revenge. Being a, yeah, it's not revenge, or it's not like, oh, I got to kill this guy 
to get money because you know I'm I'm reduced to being a hitman to pay for my wife or husband's cancer treatments. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, my wife's a zombie. I gotta feed her. Yeah, it's much more of like almost hunting. If that's right, it's more shopping. Is really kind of the way it's depicted. Right, right. But but think about it though. What a refreshing take on the zombie trope. For sure. That is, we need more shows like that, that take it and turn it on its head to help zombies not be stale. Yeah. To, to combat zombie fatigue, if you will. That that one's also, not to harp on this show for too long, but like, that show is also very bright and sunny, like all the time. Sure. So it's like a yep. very like, I think it's even probably a little oversaturated where the colors really pop and stuff, <laughs> you know? Like, it, it's very bright. There's lots oh, of, like, uh, like Drew Barrymore wears, like, bright red lipstick all the time and stuff like that. It's very... Oh, Drew Barrymore's the mom? Yeah. That's hysterical. And so, like, there's it's That's very perfect. visually satisfying. It's set against this, like, kind of darker trope of where they need to kill people to eat them and stuff like that. But Right, but then they got to go to PTO meetings and, like, HOA board meetings and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Timothy and... Oliphant is, like, a so much of just a suburban dad in this show like he's very like oh hey neighbor like oh my god he's <laughs> ned flanders wife becomes a zombie <laughs> yeah i mean that's kind of what it is it's oh this is good i like this it's i think fun. i think when you combine that with our earlier observations on zombies themselves you know zombies themselves you need to have them be more than than just mindless cannon fodder that die easily you need them to either be smarter or more durable Mm -hmm. more of a threat because you need to keep the stakes yeah but you also need to kind of turn the genre on its head a little with something like santa clarita diet or you know more of a more of a zombie zombie focused story like make sure that they're central to the plot and not just a background device well and i think one thing we touched on a little bit too uh is agency right i think i think we're yes, looking the for a little bit for. of agency with our zombies where they're not necessarily completely mindless you know they're right. driven by something whether that's to right. expand their numbers and maybe they they know that they kind of rely on their numbers and so they're trying to turn a bunch of people but like, that, that also lets be them... enough for me that also lets them play it conservative then they know they need to rely on their numbers when have you ever seen zombies retreat right Never. What's scarier? What is scarier? A horde of mindless zombies battering down your barricades? Or that, but then they back off and you don't know why. Yeah, it's it's like a snatch and grab zombieing, basically. They right. like drive by, bit a few people, and we're like, hey, we'll see you in a couple days because there's going to be right. a few more of us. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I know I just said like zombies need to be central to the plot for them to be good. They don't need to be central but they need to be present as a driving force. That yeah. is what I'll say. Yeah. Because they're not central to the plot in Halo. They are a large part of it, but they are a driving force behind some urgency. They add pressure. They add nuance and depth and color to the difficulties that the characters face. Definitely. Yeah, they, they right. add a, a driving aspect behind everything that they do. They are the metronome. They the set metronome. the tempo. They always got to be out there. You always got to be worried about them. If at any point you are not worried about the zombies, then you have lost a good chunk of your zombie story. You Yeah, you have fucked up. Yep, <laughs> you have fucked up now. Now you <laughs> fucked up. I think that is a, a, as good of a summary as we're going to get of uh, how you fix zombies. Yeah, I mean, I think we could ramble on for a long time, but I think that's an, enough for now. Maybe this is something yeah. we come back to. Um, yeah. If there's... Uh, some more things are, are more things brought to the table or more media comes out, a depiction sure. we like. Let's talk Yell about at it. us. Yell at us about it. Tweet at us. If you don't think we hit the nail on the head or you are just a diehard Walking Dead defender and we got it all wrong, tell us exactly how we got it wrong. Uh, I, we would love to hear from you. Like, seriously, at SITV Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We got a Facebook page, everything out there. You guys know the drill by now. Like, comment, share, subscribe, yell at, berate, curse, cuss out, whatever <laughs> you feel like doing. You can reach us. You can find us. We are yeah. uh, we are working on a Discord page for everybody to interact and get all their uh, SITV pod news uh, together. Mm-hmm. So stay in touch for that in uh, in the future here. 
yeah, yeah, we'll be making some announcements about that as we get it going. But until now, we uh, we've been a little lazy about that on the Discord. We're <laughs> trying to we're trying to get ahead of that game a little get bit. Get some engagement but, out there. Exactly. It's a lot easier to respond to an IM than it is to sit down and respond to a tweet. So that's right. Yeah, but folks, thank you for listening. Everything like that. Uh, it's been a grand old time here, and we will catch you all next week. My name is Mike, and I'm Cody. Brains. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>